So the first part of the Gemara today just continues what we were discussing yesterday, and that's how do we know that Nara Murasa, right, on the top of Samacherem and Aleph, how do we know that Nara Murasa is Ba'ala, right, and Aviha, Mufarim Nidaral, right, that they have jointly, right, it's a joint uh, ability to be maker than Darim of the uh, of the daughter of the wife, or the Abusa, she's engaged to him. That's what we're going to continue today, but the source, yesterday we said the source was, as we looked at yesterday with the Pesukim, was the layout of the Pesukim that forced us to, right, to interpret or to have it, uh, have us understand that the, when, when the uh, Torah says, right, that, that that's referring to a uh, referring to a naram rasa. So today we're just going to continue. We mentioned this yesterday. That Tana debate Rabbi Shmuel has a different view. And Tana debate Rabbi Shmuel <coughs> uses the final, the concluding pasuk of the of the whole parsha to learn this out. Right? Debate Rabbi Shmuel Tano ben ishli ishto ben av levito. So that there is a hekish between ish. And Ishto and Av Vito. And what's that Hakesh or what is the connection between them? And that is The juxtaposition of these two in the concluding puzzle teaches us that there is somewhere where they have a joint ability to be maker in the dark. And where is that? That is in a Nurea right? By Nara Mirasa. Alright. So now, according to Tanit Rabbi Shmuel, that's a nice way to learn it out. But then we're left with the original problem we had with the Psukim, which is what? What are you going to do with that paragraph with Pasuk Zion, right? Chen and Tet, which seem then, according to the way we learned yesterday, right? Then Zion, Chen and Tet are referring to a Nara Murasa, right? Then <coughs> everything makes sense. So that uh, we know why that middle paragraph is there to teach us that there's a situation where a woman will have both her husband and her father involved in the Haparas Nidarel. But if you're doing that after the final puzzle of Tana Debate Rabbi Shmuel, what are you going to do with the Psukim, Zion, Tet, and Tet now? That's what he's asking. My They use it for the other statement of Rabbah. Won't spend a lot of time on it now because we're going to get to it in, uh, in two days. It's on Ayin and Aleph. The other Rabbah there, Rabbah says that, that just like your Mekish Kodme Havaya Shnia, the Kodme Havaya Rishona, that the, those that have preceded the first engagement uh, have the same status as those who precede the second engagement. So we'll see when we get there that whose rights those are and what those rights mean. But I, whatever the case is, they need it for another limut. Then the Gemara says, all right, what about Rabba? Rabba we're discussing over here, because Rabba is the other version of this. Rabba, or Rabba, it's probably Rabba. Well, the first one should be Rabba. Yeah, they all should be Rabba. That's right, they well, both are. Oh, they all should be? Uh, Lidach the Rabba. I think just the first one is Rabba, the second one is Rabba. Uh, Rabba. Yeah, Rabba. Really? Yeah. Rabba. Yeah, because the Rans, the Deer Musk on the Rans also Rabba. All right, I mean, it's probably both should be Rabba. Okay, so Rabbah learned out from Ish as the source of Naram Marasa that she gets both her father and her husband to be made from the Dara'ah. What does he do with the concluding pasuk of Ben Ish Lishto, Ben Abdabito, Ben Arabi Bito? What does he do with that? So it says, Lomar to teach you that a husband can be made from the Dara'ah that are Beno Levena. What does that mean? Right, so we know that a husband has a right to be made fair the Nidarim of his wife. Which Nidarim does the husband have a right to be made fair? So in the Psukim, right, it's, uh, the Psukim themselves give us one uh, case, that it is a case of Inu Nefesh. Right. So if you look uh, in Pasuk, where is it? Lisa, no, here, in Pasuk Yudalot, Pasuk Yudalot says, Kol Neder, Chol Shavuat Yisar, La'anot Nofesh, Yishach Yikimenu, Yishach Yifarenu. So that the husband has a right to be mevatel, any, or the hefer, any neder, that relates to Inui Nefesh. So that's one category of nedarim where the husband has rights in being made for his wife's uh, nedarim. The other possibility, which is what Rob is suggesting over here, is that there's another category of nedarim where a husband has the right to be made in the dharma, and that is, in Yonim should have been no the 
issues that are not necessarily inuy nefesh, but have to do with their relationship. They know the may not. And he, where does he learn that out from? He learns that out, that out from the final pasuk, ben ishli stel, ben av levito, ben ureha That's He learns that these are issues that come ben ishli between a husband and a wife. Issues that are between a husband and a wife are what the husband is entitled to be made there. Alright, so that's the end of this sugi. You point out two things. One is, according to Tana de Rabbi Yishmael, according to the Tana de Rabbi Yishmael, how do you, how do you know that you're not allowed to be made for Bikodman? Right? How do you know you're, not, you're allowed to be made for Bikodman by Naro Rasa? And by a Nesua, you're not allowed to be made for Bikodman. Right, so that, we learned that out from the extra, basically the extra section in the Pesukim, according to Rabbah. Right, because in Mayot, the Yelish was extra, and that comes to teach you there's a difference between a Nisua and an Arusa. But Tavid Barishmael doesn't have that, because they're not, uh, they're not learning, uh, how do they know that an Arus can be made from a Kodim? So he says, and it's almost like a conclusion what Rabbah said yesterday, that that's, the Ron points out, that's logical. You don't need Sukkim to teach you that. Because the only reason to be made for the codeman, those that took place prior to your relationship, is that only someone else who has the relationship is there. And where is that? That's when the father is involved, right? So only when the father is involved does it make sense to say made for the codeman. When the father is not involved, it doesn't make any sense. Your relationship with the woman started today with the Nisuan. Why should you have rights to Nadarim that are there prior to your Nisuan? There's no Nadarim that affect their relationship. In fact, you could say, you know, is that part of, you know, part of the package of, uh, of condition or Nisuan, let's say, is that, <laughs> right, but then he should make that something he can deal with. I mean, that there's you have two different stages. Like if you're right, if you're if you're buying if you're buying something, right, and you want to have it. Where's my real estate man here? Right, if you're buying something and you want to know that you, there's nothing wrong with the title, right, you buy it and you check it out beforehand. I mean, that if it has to do with the dorm that are on her, right, then he has a right not to get married to her. He has a right not to buy the property, right? He has a right to reject the whole situation. Once he's married, right, and then she's taken the dharam, he's stuck already because he's bought the property. He's got to deal with what he has. But we're not going to give you rights to something that happened prior, which you could have prevented by not getting married or making it tonight, right, in the Kedushin, or so on and so forth, that would eliminate the need for her to check it out afterwards. <laughs> All right, so that's one question. The second question is for the Hekish. What does Rabba hold of this Hekish between Benin, Slishtom, and Avlavito? Okay, that happens to be on Machokus between the Ran and the Rambam. The Ran believes that a father can only be made for in the Dharam of his daughter that are the same ones that a husband can be made for his wife. So what can a husband be made for for his wife is Inuy Nefesh and Ben Olavena. So a father then will only be entitled to be made for the Dharam of his daughter when it's Inuy Nefesh or Ben Olavena if there's something in their relationship, meaning Kibbutz aim not... Uh, Right, not obviously not the same type of relationship that she has with her husband. Um, that's where the Ran learns. The Ran says that the Akish stands even for Rabbo, and he shows from the both from the Sifri and from the Yerushalmi that they make such a Hekish. Whereas the Rambam says no, that the Av has the rights to be made for any nether of his daughter. That the limitation of Inuy Nefesh is only found in the paragraph of Mibeti Shah, only found in the paragraph of Nisuin for the husband. And that limitation of that, of that, of Nidunabish plus, or the expansion to include Beinol the Beinah, is only applicable to a husband and not to a father. A father has rights in every nether of his daughter. Okay. Until he loses them. I'm sorry? Until he loses them. Until he loses them, right. Alright, so those are, that's the end of this sugya about how do we know Naram Rasa. Again, just quickly, Rabbi learns it out from the. I'm sorry, but what about during that period where they jointly, where they have to jointly? Right, but the to what the husband can be made for, only because if the husband can't be made for it, then it's not relevant, right? Because need, they need the husband to be involved. Uh, and so we said, Rabbi learned it out from the fact that we have one part, one part of that Parsha talks about a woman when she's single. The other part of the Parsha talks about a woman when she's married. So we have this extra uh, section, which we don't know what it's talking about. So Rabbi says, well, it must be talking about, by the process of elimination, must be talking about a Naram Rasa. 
In our Amrasa, we did again by process of elimination that has to be the husband and the father together who can be Mayfair Lindadari. The Tadab Rabishma learned that out from the final Pasuk, that there's a hackish between Abdu and Ishta Isha, and therefore we see that there's a point in time where they're both relevant. When are they both relevant? That's a case of not Ramarasa. He's still gonna have to use what Rabbi said because otherwise, you know, how does he know it's not Ramarasa? But what does he do? What does he do that? He learns that the other Limud of Rabba or Rabba that it's made for the code may be shown a the code may There's a hackage between the first code and the second code. We'll do that. It has to do with two marriages or two engagements, and we'll deal with that. And when we get to that, I ain't out. Then we discuss the fact that according to Rabba, what is he? What does Rabbah do with the uh, Pasuk of the Tanakh Rabbi Shmuel? We said that teaches you that the husband's right to be made for Nidharm is not simply limited to Eloi Nefesh, but it's also expanded to include Beino Beino. That's Ben Ish, the Right? And we, then we pointed out the Machokas, the Ran and the Rambam, which is when we, these limitations of Eloi Nefesh and Beino Beino is that simply limited to the husband. Right, only the husband had those limitations, or does the limitations because of the hekish also apply to the father, which the Ram supported that position. The Rambam, on the other hand, believed that the father is not right, uh, limited by these uh, requirements of having it be, you know, nefesh or be the father can be made from the darm for his daughter in any form or shape or form in that Right, that's the end of the sugi. The next sugi is very short in Gemara, but very difficult. Okay, it's uh, difficult not because of the standpoint, meaning that it's, it's a difficult topic. It's just difficult because the Gemara is unclear and the Mishonim are unclear about it. I'm going to go with the Ran, okay, because the Ran is uh, the most expansive writing about it and is, uh, again, trying to deal with the issues in the Gemara. And he writes just as an introduction. I'll just read you his introduction to this. He says, I've seen many of the Rishonim that speak on this. He writes it over here in the beginning, over here, and then again on Sanaf Temer Aleph at the end of the sugya. He says, "Because the Rabbanu Tuva Milei Delo, here I see many interpretations of this Gemara that make no sense. Below Birulan, below Kaishin and the Mechtavano, and because they're so unclear, I didn't even bother to write them." All right, so he's that's the Ran's view of the other opinions in the sugya. What's the the issue at hand? Is we have now a joint, right? We have a joint. Hafara. The father and the husband have a right to be made for the Nidorim of the woman, daughter, right, wife or daughter. Now, with their joint rights, how joint are their rights? Meaning that how independent are they of each other and how dependent are they on each other? And that's the Gemara's first question. I'll just read the question in the Gemara and then we'll continue with this little introduction. Right, the two ways to view when you have joint ownership of a certain item, you can look at it that we each own 50% of the item, right? Or, right, we have each own 100 part of 100%, right? Meaning that we each own 100% of it, which is not sure which 100% we own. Right, we had this question earlier with the Durham, right? Whether it's, so the other, so how would you view it then? It means that if each of us has a right on 100%, we can each weaken it by 50%. But we need to take both of us to eliminate the entire 100% that we are controlling. So that's the first question. When a Baal is maker, is he Miga's guys? Does he cut half the nether? It means that he basically takes away 50% of the nether, and the other 50% will be left with the, uh, with the father to take care of. Or do we say that the, the nether is still in effect? The full nether is still in effect. He just weakens it. And then you require the father to eliminate it. It's still 100% effective. And will be the napkin, you know? So we just read this. And learn, hey, can come me by one. Right? What is the question? Here, Kagon. The Nodrum, he trains Ethan. She took a nether from two hours. Vishama Orus, Vahiferla. Her intended to be. Here's about it. And he's made for the nether. Vachal Tanun. Vachal Tanun. And she ate them. Right? I mean, amigos, guys. If we say that the bow is made for 50%, then what do we say? He got rid of one olive. The other olive is still a problem for her. He took care of 50% of the nether. Now there's 50% left, and she'll get rocky. She'll get malchus because she ate something that was a sort or ate something that she has a nether on. But if you say, I mean, a Miklos Kodesh, right? If you say that the Baal simply weakens the nether, then she won't get Malchus. So even, it's almost counterintuitive. The fact is that if you eliminate 50% of the nether, you will get Malchus because the other 50% is still in its full 
force and full token. Whereas if you say Mikosh Kolish, the husband is able to weaken the nether, then I'll be left. And it's not a full-fledged nether, it's a weakened form of the nether. The weakened form of the nether is an isser, but not an ability to give you malchus. So therefore, she eats them, right? She will be chayemet. I mean, it's not isser, it'll be also for to do such, but she will not get malchus. That's the difference between Mikas Goyis and Miklash Kolis. Their partnership, how does the partnership work in terms of if one of them is mocked their rights, if one of them exercises their rights, what do we have left over? Do so we have left over 50% of the nether, or do we have left over a full nether, but just in its weekend form? Okay, so now there are two quick questions. One is pointed out is that she has to eat both, ol- both olives to be chayev. Okay, <laughs> but she needs to eat both olives because we don't know which 50%. No, we don't know which 50% he's made for. I mean, when she says two olives, which one belongs to the husband and which one belongs to the father? So if she eats only one olive, then we could say she ate the husband's olive, right? You can't say that she eat half each. Oh, so that's it. She wouldn't have a, she would never oh, oh, that's not so clear. That is Deran. Asks that question and says that by Nadarm you don't need a shear. By Kononamot, you don't need a shear of size. The required of shear is an achilo. It's a term of achilo, not Easter. Only achilo has a shear. Yeah, but that's not it. Yeah, but here you don't have achilo. By Nadarm, by Shavuos you do. By, if you take a Shavua, which refers to the individual, then you're talking about achilo. Achilo will have a definition, possibly. It's, it's not focused on Martin Shavuos about this, but we can say that there is another thing. But when it comes to Nadarim, you're, you're answering the chifetz. An hano. Right, you're having the chifetz by achilo or hano. Either way, but it does, there's no shear. You don't have, it's not achila, meaning that ochel. Ochel, it's ochel that you're answering. You're not answering achila. Achila is the pula, it's the action. The action of Achila can only be happen when you have a Kazai. But the Atzer, something the Achila, right, means that it just has to be a restricted item. And that restricted item can be any size. Konamot, hektesh, hektesh can apply to anything. And you can apply it even to the smallest amount of... And Achila also, there's no shear? Right. Uh, there is a shear. That's, that's very good. So that's the answer. Three answers for the round. The round gives three possibilities. It brings from the Rashi, but three possibilities. One possibility, which is the round, I said this earlier in the Sefta, when we say Nether, it doesn't always mean Nether. I mean, Nether and Shvu. I mean that the word nether is a, is a general term. And that can mean nether or shavuah. So you take the other problem and says, oh, this could be a sugya by shavuah. This could also be by shavuah. By shavuah you would need a kazais because that's a time at achila. And achila will require a kazais. That's one possibility. The other possibility is that there are opinions, like what you were arguing, show that say that even by nether, by kodamot, that you do require a kazais. In order to be Muslim makol here, even though maybe we don't hold that opinion, in order to be dibriyakol here, we mentioned the word size, even though you wouldn't need it. Right, that's another possibility. One more possibility is that when it says loka here, it doesn't really mean malchus, but that means for korban. She's bringing a korban here, because she did it, if she did it, bishoge, or we're talking about uh, case where she wouldn't have malchus, but rather would bring some sort of korban, that is effective. You need, everyone agrees you need a you need a uh, shear. To bring a korban, you need a shear. I mean, whereas by Fekisur or for Malkus, you may not need a shear at all. That's Malkus ben Nadarm. By korban, everybody agrees that you need a shear kizais. Right? And, uh... I think the Gemara used the case of Jason specifically for that reason. What? I think the Gemara used the case of Jason specifically for that reason. Right. Well, it sounds like it would be easy, but that's... I, that, he says that, but the only problem with that is that the points out, and this is what you were asking, Shul, what's the requirement by... Or, see, you asked this about Ne'ilah. What's the, the shear, the requirement of a shear? It's only a pruta. Ne'ilah is a monetary measurement, not a... Right, it's not an achilah measurement. Because Ne'ilah has to do with me getting hanah from the hektesh. Hanah from the hektesh would be shoved the pruta. It has to be the value of a pruta, not a zayis. Zayis worth is a din in achilah, not a din in hanah. So over here, if she's taking a net there, then why should it be... That's where we give points out. Why, why is this a good answer that it's talking about korbanos? Because korbanos are... Right, uh, like Tafas Mishavit Pruta, or is the cutoff, not Kizayis. And so, you still have the other two answers of the. So, we need to right. from Kermit that they're not permitted to eat. Mm-hmm. Right, that's a different, right, but that's a different issue. What you're asking me besides Mi'ilo, or you're asking me besides Isser? Yeah, because instead of Hila, you will require a uh, Kizayis, but that's a Hila. That's a reserve of Hila. That would be the Hashanah to Kabbalah. Here it sounds like she was asked for the Tuesday thing. Oh, no, it doesn't say, she never said the word Akhila. It's not clear that it's, there's an issue. And if it's a nether, again, is not the issue. And then a Konamot, when we say Nadarm, they're compared to Konamot. Konamot is an issue of Me'ila. I mean, it's not an issue of eating something that's inappropriate. It's Me'ila, getting benefit from Hektish. Right? That's the whole point of this. Uh, All right. 
Anyway, so those are the three possibilities. But if we are benefiting is reading it, then you're and not benefiting. In Hectic, you would not need it. You only need a Shabbat Kutta. I think Tosfo seems to say that the Isser is an Achil. Right. That the Isser is what? No, we're not going with Tosfo. Right. <laughs> oh, the answer is you could you could answer you could answer that the whole nether here was achilah was shvua, which is what the Ran doesn't. And the Ran said that it could be a shvua here, and it's talking about an isra Nisra is only when you take a shvua. There is no isra when you take a nether. The nether is that I will. This is this chayvitz is aser be'achilah means that there's a right there's a isra on the chayvitz to be eaten, not that you to eat. The pulah eating is a din shvua. It's not a din nether necessarily. And that's why the Ron says you have to say that maybe it's referring to Shul here as well. All right. Now, that's it. this is the easy part of the Gemara. <laughs> this is not the, this is the easy part. All right. So now back to just a little introduction about this. So now we have joint. I read this. I want to show you that here, the joint ownership is not simple. When we have joint ownership, what does it mean to have joint ownership? Right? Does it mean that we split 50-50, our ability, or do we have a 100% we're able to, one, each one of us is able to weaken it? Right now, after we get through actually how it functions, right? This is the practical way of how it functions. Then to deal with what happens if in each stage, and that's what the next tomorrow is going to be about. What the father does something, or the husband does something, how do they impact on each other? Right? If one of them disappears, if one of them's there, one of them's not there, what has that impact on the nether? And that's what all the next case is going to be about. Now it's clear from the Gemara, and we're going to see this in the cases coming up. That the father has more rights than the husband. Right, the father is still more powerful than the husband in this case of Aram Russell. So even though we say they jointly can be made for Nadarim, it's clear that the father is in much better position than the husband is. And the father has more rights and more ability to be made for the Nadar and to even take over the husband's rights. Whereas the other way is not true. The husband has, doesn't have the ability to take over the father's rights. Right, and he cannot, and he has a weakened ability to be made for nether. So if we're talking about 50-50, it's not so clear it's 50-50. It's more, I mean, I'm just saying percentages-wise, just making it up, but it's like more like 75-25 or 66-33 that the father has much more rights. Not that he can be cut in half, not cut in half, but we'll see that because of that, there are many outcome notes about the father versus the husband. The other thing is, and this would be uh, just a brief introduction of the way that Ron learns, is that if you say Miklash Kalish, if you say that a nether is weakened, Right? Once a nether is weakened by the hafara, that might change right, something about the, the, about the uh, hafara, or the ability to be Mayfair. So, for instance, in general, when we talk about Yerusha, right, when you inherit something, right, something has to be of substance or substantial in order to inherit it. If it's Miklash Kalish, if it's too small or too insignificant, then you can't be modish it, you can't give it over to another person. Again, we had similar types of cases in Yuvamos by Imamar, Imamar Akhamar, we discussed this yesterday a little bit, Imamar Akhamar, Imamar by Geth, or Geth and Mamar, when you had all these different combinations, it might be that if one brother does Mamar, one brother gives a Geth before the other brother does anything, the Geth might weaken it so that it eliminates the rights of the other brothers. I mean, that there's, when you weaken a certain right, that right is not in its full force anymore, and you cannot therefore inherit it, or you never work and pass it on. So that's one thing to keep in mind. That's one. The second possibility is also that maybe Miklash Makkalish, if it's so insignificant, then maybe we'll let you be made fair. Even though you don't have rights to it, maybe you can over, you yourself can be made for the other parties, take over the other party's rights, not because you're inheriting them, but because it's, such, it's so insignificant that your hafara by itself may be able to overcome the problem. Alright, if you have a weakened form, those are two possibilities here. The Gemara is going to discuss them, it's going to reject them. So this, in terms of how communities, you have to have that in mind. The Gemara is now going to come through with six cases. Alright, the Gemara is going to lay out six cases now. Three of the cases have to do with the ability of one party to inherit the other party's rights, and therefore one party can be made fair by themselves. And the other three are situations where they don't inherit the rights and they're unable to. The basic line drawn between them is that the father can inherit the rights of the husband, but the husband cannot inherit the rights of the father. Right? I'm actually going to read the Gemara out of order. Okay? Even though it's not the good definition. I'm going to read the Gemara out of order only because I'm going to try to keep the cases together. So you can see the cases in sequence, all the cases that are similar. Why I'm doing that is because otherwise it's not clear why the Gemara brought down all these different cases. Is there, what you're searching for, and what all the Ron spends his time on is figuring out what's the Kiddush in each of the cases that are brought. Why did the Gemara bring down three different situations, and what is it teaching you in each situation? Why aren't they identical, all these situations? Alright, so we're going to read the first case here. Alright, Tashma. The Gemara wants to know, Tashma wants to prove our question about Miklash Kolish and Mikas Gais. Gemara wants to know Tashma. I have a proof here. Amru. When do we say Mitabao? 
that when the husband dies, Nitzbrokna was just the out, that his rights revert back to the father. So it means that if the husband dies, now the father can be made from the darm of the daughter without the husband. And then as the husband's out of the picture, the father gets the rights back and gets it. When is that? One possibility is the husband never heard about the nether, and he dies. So the husband's not relevant because he never heard about the nether. So since he didn't hear about it, goodbye husband. And now when he dies, the daughter comes back to the father, and the father can now be made fair by himself. Other possibility is, this man, Shishama, he heard, Bishakak, and he didn't say anything. Oh, Shishama, he heard, Behavior, and he actually did nullify it. Umes, Bobayom, and he died on that day. Now the Ron says, Mes Bobayom is only referring to Shatak, where he was silent. Right, so what happens if he heard about the Nether, then he was silent. What's the, we said yesterday, what's the point of when you're silent? There's an implicit acceptance of the nether if you're silent. If you hear about it and you're not made for it, there's implicit acceptance. But what happened here? He died before the day was over. If he died before the day was over, we don't know what his real opinion is. Was the silence because he intended to be made for later in the day? Or was the silence because he wanted to be making the nether? We can't read anything into his silence. Since we can't read anything into his silence, we assume that there is a possibility he would have been made fair. Since there's a possibility he would have been made fair, the father gives back full rights, and he has the rights then to be made fair on his own, because the husband was never Mikhayim the nether. The third case is that the husband heard about it and nullified it. So the husband has now eliminated his need to be there, because he's been made fair the nether. Then he dies, either on that day, or even on the next day he dies, and then the father hears about it, he could be made for a loan because the husband eliminated his rights in the nether, meaning that he took care of what he needed to take care of. He was made for the nether of his wife, and what's left over is left the father to deal with. The father can deal with what he needs to deal with. So those are three cases where when the husband dies, the father now inherits the right of the, all right, uh, uh, of, the, uh, of the husband. All right, now, Zuhishishen, you know, this is what we learned. Mesa Baal, the Baal died, the Jorokna was just the out. It returns back to the father. Baal, in a case, Im Shama Bikiyem, Oshama Bishatak. If he heard it, and then he was Mikhaim the Nether, or he heard it, Bishatak, and he was silent, Umeis Biyom Shalakarav, and he died the next day. Then his silence is considered acquiescence. It's the equivalent of Kiyum. So these are two cases where the Baal is Mikhaim it. Either by literally being Mikhaim it, or from silence, he is Mikhaim the Nether. In that case, most Biyom Shalakarav died the next day, Ein Yachol the The father is out of the picture. Even if the father re-inherits or re-acquires the rights to be made there, doesn't do anything for you because the husband already exercised his right to be Mikhaim the Nether, and then you can't eliminate that. He's really basically knocked the father out of the picture by being Mikhaim the Nether. So whatever the father does after that is irrelevant. That's our first case. First case in the, in, in, in the sequence of cases. I'm going to uh, skip down. Uh, skip down in the line. We're going to skip the next case. And go to the next case, two, two lines down in the Gemara, it says Shama Bawa. In the narrow lines, it's the, before you get to the widest lines of the Gemara, there's Shama Bawa. Last two words on the line there, Shama Bawa. You see that? Shama Bawa, if her, father, if her husband heard, and he nullified it, so far it sounds exactly like our first case, the husband heard about it, and he was made for it. Father did not hear about it before the husband passed away. Here it's, if he dies, the rishus, it goes back to the father, and the father can do it himself. So how is this different than the first case we had? The first case also said, Shama, right? the, the Baal heard about it, the Hefer law, and then he was made for it, and then he died. We have two cases here where the husband heard about it, he was made for it, he nullified it, and then he dies. What's the difference between... The need for the other one to be conscious. Of oh, so low he speaks Lishma, both of you guys are saying. Time. Yeah, very good. So that's, yesterday. Right, the Ron, right, the Ron is suggesting the low he speaks Lishma, right, Obavat Akas, right. Although that's not going to, although that's not, although it's not the issue here, but it is, it has effects. We know that being Badakas um, has some impact. That's not, the, the issue here is not Badakas, but something else, which we'll see in a second, which is, so low he speaks, that's the extra question, below he speaks of Lishma. What's different in the second case, according to the Ron, is that the father did not hear about it. In the first case, they're both aware of it. The husband then, uh, or before the, I'm sorry, before the husband dies, the father is aware of it. Let's not say it at the same time. The father is aware of it before the husband dies, and the husband has been made for it. He nullified his section. Then he dies. 
Now, so the father knew about it prior to the husband passing away. That's the first case. In our case over here, what's the case? The case is that the husband, the father did not hear about it at all. The husband's passed away. He only finds out about it after the death of the husband. So the question is, what's the Kiddush in each of these cases? Shouldn't one of them be obvious? I mean, if you know one, shouldn't the other one be obvious? One of them is a bigger Kiddush than the other. If one of them is a bigger Kiddush than the other, then you shouldn't need both cases to teach you. So what the Ryan has to come up with here is why each one of them is more of a Kiddush. Right? So that's what we're going we're gonna to say over here. What's the case? So the case, the first case is a case that, what? That the, there was no weakening of the nether. There was no uh, uh, destruction of the nether. And therefore, we have a nether that is in full force, in some sense. That's the hobby of the Gemara. That our first case where the husband heard about it, he was made for it. Right? When he's made for it, then what? He dies. And the hafara is aware now that the husband knows better and he's aware of the nether. Then the husband dies. What happens to the hafara of the husband? Right? Do we say that the hafara of the husband stands? Or do we say possibly when the husband passes away, right, it's as if his hafara never took place. Is that basically he's eliminated from the picture and his hafara was out. Now we're back to a nether before Why you say that? Because his death might erase the hafara. Why? We're going to see that that's what happens when the father dies. It erases the hafara. In that we have such a case like yesterday, right? Where the case where he was Mekayim the Neder, right? After the hafara of the first individual, and we say that that erases the first hafara. Who so was the, the, the other party, right? Here, if the, uh, the husband was made fair and then the father was made <coughs> right? We say that that the kiyum of the father erases the hafara of the Baal, even though the Baal is still around. I mean that you can erase by having some sort of action. So there's one, there's only one interpretation. Right, there is another interpretation, right, the other possibility with the Rambam versus the Ramban, but I'm just saying that you have such concepts, either, either the Havamin of the Gvar there or the conclusion, according to that other opinion, is that if you have an interruption in between, it does erase the Hafar. Whether you can be mocked with the Hafar again, whether you can do it again, is fine. But we know that if something happens in between, you can't erase the Hafar when it's not complete. Is the reason here because when, <coughs> when the Baal dies before the Father knows about it, his Hafar existed in a at a time when it was impossible to assume that the father would be maker. Because we had said before uh, that the, right. the Baal dies right. after Zafara uh, without saying anything, Shama, the Shasak, but he died on that same day, we assumed that he, was, that he would have been maker. Or he could, he could have been. He could have been. He could have been. He could have been. Right. But here, you can't make any assumptions because the father... No, but it's not relevant here because it's the husband who we're caring about. The husband's the one who heard about it. I mean, that it's all that's relevant is the, the father and the husband. Yeah, but the father has been here on two different days and be made for it. Say on a normal case where they're here on two different days and they're made for it. It works. That's still considered by Bacchus. Now, if they're here on totally different days and the husband's made for on Monday and the father has been on Wednesday and he's made for on Wednesday, then it works. The father is a good Hafara. But maybe, that, maybe the mechanics of that is only when we can assume that they knew at the same time. That that uh, there was a time and space where they would have agreed as to whether or not it was going to be Mufar. Right. Doesn't and here you can't assume that. doesn't seem to be the case, but I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I'm saying it's not so clear here what the Kedushim are, because, again, I'll, we'll get, I'm going to get to your case in a second. Let me just, Dan, what do you want So the reason why, it's kind of obvious why the second is a Kedush over the first. Because? Be, because... That's what Svi is suggesting. Yeah, the second I'm saying that is because they didn't hear it together. Since they were yeah. never in the same time and space, that should yeah. be a bigger okay. finish that they're able to inherit the... The reason why the first is a finish over the second, though, that's what, uh, is, is that because... Um, in, in the second case, because there was never a situation where they overlapped, so therefore no chance was lost, Whereas in the first case, there was a situation where um, the father, was, um, the, the husband was alive, and the father knew that there was a nullification going on, right. and didn't take part in it. Right. And that's why you have a habamina, or you, you would think that um, the chance was lost. Right. The chance was, and now you can you can never go back on it. So I think that's so the Ron's learning. I think you're right. I think the Ron's learning this. Now the Ron's can suggest finish something along the lines of what Daniel's suggesting over here. There might be a difference when the father's aware or at the time of the nether. Since the father had an ability to be made for the nether at the same time the husband did, and he forfeited it because he didn't do it at that moment, meaning that he still he didn't lose his right to do it, but he didn't do it at the time, and then the husband passes away. So that's when we're going to say maybe the husband's death erases his safara. 
Because they didn't work together, the husband's part goes away, and now we have a full-fledged nether. When you have a full-fledged nether, maybe the father is not strong enough to be made for the nether alone. And that's the Kiddush of the first case, is that the father alone can be made for the nether, even though we, quote-unquote, eliminated the husband here. And his afar is almost as if it's meaningless now, because they had an ability to do it together, they didn't do it together, and they, therefore it's as if they lost an opportunity. Losing that opportunity might mean that the nether is still in a state where the father can't do it alone. Kiddush is, yes, the father can do it alone. So that's, I think, so much easier. There are similar types of cases where you have two, where we have two brothers and they didn't live at the same time and one died with the other wife who's still there. Can, it doesn't <laughs> to fall from the same brother and the same brother at the same time, therefore they're not considered right. still over here, right? Plus, right, so that's a type of, I, I, not exactly how, but I think that's, the same concepts apply, that you can have weakened and strengthened, you know, relationships. So that's one. Now, what's the Kiddush when the father doesn't hear it? So this is the other possibility, and this is what I suggested before, that what if the husband heard about it, and he was made for it. And then the father never knew about it while the, father, the husband may have heard it, so there was no lost opportunity here. But now the husband weakened the nether. When he weakens the nether, he brings it down to a point of insignificance, maybe. And therefore, the father may not be able to inherit the rights of the husband. And it's so insignificant that the father can't get a hold of it anymore. So that the father alone can't be made fair because he still needs the husband, but the husband's gone. Uh, let him inherit the rights of the husband. Maybe he can't inherit the rights of the husband when it's so insignificant. That you have to, in order to get rights from another person, it has to be a right, a significant right. If the right doesn't really significant anymore, you may not be able to inherit the right. So that's what the Ranch says. The Kedushim of the two cases are, right, that either because the nether is too strong, maybe the father can't do it alone. Why is it too strong? Because that's the first case. I mean, the possibility was that they stood at the same time, they lost the opportunity, now the husband dies, and... So now that it's as if it's a far never happened, maybe the father can't do it alone. The Mar says, yes, he can do it alone. But uh, maybe the case, the second case is saying, no, the father never heard about it at the time, right? He never heard it at the same moment that the, um, that the original, that Baal had heard about it. Baal was made for it, it's Nikos Kolish. He weakened the nether. If he weakens the nether, maybe it's so insignificant that it cannot be passed on, right, to the cannot be passed on to the father. If it can't be passed on to the father, then the father now has the inability, or is unable, to be made for the nether in its entirety because he can't get a hold of that right that he needs for the husband. And, and who do you get it? Right, because the, the husband was made for it. Oh, you're talking about the case where he was made for it? That's the two cases. Both cases are that he's made for it. Shema Baal No, it No, but Shalatov is not mentioned in both, it's not uh, mentioned in both cases. Right, it's only the hatred is the only case that's repeated here. Right, so I'm a bottle of hatred, love, at least we have the small. Because so that doesn't make sense. If he dies on the next day, then Shtika by definition is a Kiyum. Right, if he dies the next day, then Shtika by definition is a Kiyum, and therefore you can't talk about Shtika anymore. The only way to take Shtika is significant is he dies on that day. Right, that was the first case, so that's not relevant to our case. The two cases here are cases of Hafara, where the bottle was made for it. The question is, did he die today? Or the friends around even died tomorrow, but the father had known about it. Or did he probably not know about it and heard about it later? And that's the Kiddush according to the Iran. Now there's a third case, which we're going to do now, which is the top of some of Tanamarao. The third case here. Shama Abiha, right, her father heard about it, right, the hatred law, and he was made for it. Although he speak about the Shmoa, and the husband did not hear about it, Hashemis. So the husband never knows about it, dies after the father has been made for his half. He can go back and then be made fair the position or the part of the of the of the of the bow. So again, here the finish is what that even though the father has already done what he needed to do, he's almost out of the picture. Then the Baal dies without ever knowing about the nether. Then the husband, can, the father can come back into the picture and take care of what the husband was supposed to do. So again, that's he's, it. he's used up his kind of ability and... Right, so maybe, right, exactly. Maybe since he took himself out of the picture, he should have no ability to do anything anymore. The Kiddush is that he can still do it. Okay, this, again, this is only going to be according to Beisham, right? We'll get to that later in the Gemara. Those are three cases that deal with the father's rights to be made fair the nether. Right? Those are the three cases that do with the father's right to be made fair the nether. And each one of them is a Kiddush. One Kiddush is what the last case is the Kiddush that the, even though the father eliminated himself from the picture, nevertheless, he's able to still, right? He's able to still be made fair the section of the bow after the bow dies, if the bow didn't hear about it. The two first cases are the, the husband, uh, 
did know about it, and he was made for it. So now the husband did an action. The only question was, did the father know about it or not know about the father's the husband's action? When he didn't know about the father's actions, maybe the Baal would have weakened it so much that the father cannot inherit that right. Come ask one that he does, that it's really not so weak. That really, that when we eliminate, when the husband dies, it eliminates his father and brings it back to a full force netter. When it's a full force netter, the father can inherit it. And since he can inherit it, he can act on it. And that was the Havamina, that's the finish of the first case, that even when it's in its full force, meaning that when the husband dies, and the father knew about it, and they lost that opportunity, nevertheless, the father still has the ability to go and be made for the husband's rights, even when the nether is in its full force. Even though it's in full force, the father has that right to be made for it. So that's it. So he can inherit it when it's weakened, he can be mockered when it's in full force, and he can be mockered even though he's eliminated himself from the picture. Those are the three cases that are finished where the father has rights. Now we're going to look at the husband's rights, and the husband does not have rights in any of these cases. Right, so going back to the Gemara. Uh, Right. Shama Abiha, second line, last two words on the second line in the Gemara, on Shama coming to bed. Shama Abiha, right, the father heard about it, the hate fell This is the opposite case of what we had done, right? The father hears about it and he's made for it. The Lohishmikabalishmachmisaab, and then the father dies before the Baal ever knows about it. Right? So that is a case that maybe it's so weak now. The, fa- the father did his job. He probably did what he needed to do. So maybe the husband can just do his little piece and it will be okay. Maybe it's, maybe it's weakened enough. The happening of the Gemara is what? Maybe it's so weak that the husband can do his job without the father. Since he can do the job without the father, maybe it should work over here. When the father dies, the husband gets no rights. Why is that? Because when the, husband, when the father dies, the, his hafara goes away. When he dies and the husband has not heard about it yet, his hafara is gone. Once his hafara is gone, we're back to the original state, and the husband does not have a right to be made for the father's full-fledged nether. Well, that makes sense from the explained uh, <clears throat> the joint uh, abilities, that the only, the only logical reason you know, that the husband has rights over there is through his connection to the father. Right. Has uh, his rights to... From a nether that pre-existed his... Because uh, um, he has rights to... to Oh, it's true of the father. Right? I mean, the, the husband is only is only a secondary party here, right? But the problem is, what happens if he takes Neto, which is not Ram Rusa, right? Yeah, but okay, the, the whole package was created. That, uh, right, I told you that. I think when we said the introduction, I said I th- that the Gemara is clear here that the father has more rights than the Bob. Right? That I, how much or what it is, that's what we're discussing now, but it definitely has right. Why? Right? That's a good question. You're trying to give a reason why it should be that way, because the fact that the husband's dependent on the father to get the codeman shows you that the, he's still sub, you know, secondary or sub, 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 a subsidiary of the husband's, uh, father's ability to be maker. Right? So that's the first, that's the first thing, the first case. Now the second case of Shama Abiyo. Shama Bala is on the last, second to last line of the Gemara here. It's the middle of the line. Shama Bala. Shama Bala the hate girl. The husband hears about it and he's made for it. Below you speak of, uh, below you speak of, and the father never hears about it and dies. The husband can only work in conjunction with the father. So what's the problem here? He cannot inherit the rights of the father. Right, the difference between the father can inherit the rights of the husband, but the husband cannot inherit the rights of the father. He can only work in tandem, in conjunction with the with the father. So that's a difference in their abilities. The husband's ability is only to work in tandem with the father, whereas the father can work either with in, in tandem with the husband or inherit or take over the rights of the husband. That's a clear difference here. So now it's the Kiddush. What are the Kiddushim here? The Kiddush in these two cases of Bala, the first case is the case where we thought maybe it's weak enough for the husband to be made for it. Why? Because the father was made for his half of the nether. So he's out of the picture. Maybe the husband should be able to come along now and take care of the whatever's left over. The answer is no. He can't do that. Why? Because it's really when the, he dies, the father dies, it's as if he never did anything. If he never did anything, then what? It's in its full strength. It's in its full strength. The husband can't do anything. The second case is what? We were, that it's a weakened nether. The husband weakened the nether. He was made for it. So now what's left over is only the left that father had. Maybe he should be able to inherit that which little piece that's left over. The answer is no, because it's such an insignificant piece, he can't inherit it. He can't inherit what the father has because he still needs the father. He has to work and should us, he has to work together with the father. If someone made her and then died, that their is eliminated. 
The father can go back and take care of what the Baal did. So that depends on what happened here. If you say when the father went ahead and was made for the nether, he cut the nether in half. If he cut the nether in half, then what's left over? The husband's full-fledged, right, half to be made for. That the husband, the father can inherit and he can eliminate. Somebody that's in full-fledged, full force, he can inherit and then he can eliminate. So that's where Beishami says over here that you can be, the father can be made for Chalko Shobat. Hillel disagrees. Beishami disagrees and says what? Hillel says no. That when, when the father is made, made for, it's Miklash Kolish. He weakened the nether. He weakened the nether, and what's left? It's only this weakened form of the nether that's left for the husband. That the father can inherit because it's too insignificant. Since it's too insignificant, the father can't take over that, right? And be made for, for the Baal. So according to Beis Hill, in this last case, the father will not inherit the rights. He will not inherit the rights to it, and therefore, since he will not inherit the rights to it, he cannot, right, be made for. So that would be the conclusion of our Gemara is, are you weakening a netter, or are you cutting a netter in half? That will depend if you hold like Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. How do we know what Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai hold? We know that from this last case, because they disagree about whether the father can inherit the right in this last case or not. Why don't we know this from the previous cases? Because the previous cases don't, in the end, we said that that was the hab, I mean, it was Miklash Kolish, but not Miklash um, Kolish. What do you mean? How, what, what, what don't we know? I have to go through this again, but... Why don't we know that Nicholas Kolish is, is... How we don't know that's what the Gemara is talking about in these previous cases? Yeah. Oh, because in the end, we don't... I mean, that in the end, this is Divrei Beishama. In the end, it's Divrei Beishama, and Divrei Beishama says, says that it's... Uh, I take that. Maybe you're right. We could have learned out in the previous cases that it's Nicholas Kolish. Another one thing is would basically say... Um, in all the previous cases. No. Oh, so I thought that last night I was thinking about that. I worked through all the cases and I went back through them again. And no, they'd only say in this case because in all the other cases, in the end, we only said there was a havamina that it was weakened. But in the end, we believe that it was in full force. And when it's in full force, the father can inherit it. But it's only this case where the father himself did the hapara. When the father did the hapara, he weakened the nether and therefore there's nothing to inherit. Whereas if the bow did the hapara and dies, Right? When the father does when the father does that far and he's still alive, then we have a weakened nether. But the Baal does that far and he weakened the nether and he dies, it reverts back to being a full force nether. Because that that's what I was saying before, that's what Charles says, but that how do you know that the far goes away? Because it's exactly this. That the basil doesn't exist in those other cases. Those other cases he says, What? The Hafara when the Baal dies goes away. It's as if it was eliminated. It's eliminated, then the hafar, then the net is back to its full force, and its full force, the father can inherit it. According to Beishame, it doesn't matter because, because it's negative negative is right. So according to Beishame, it'll stay, always stay, the din will stay this way. But for Beish Hillel, there'll be a difference between who did the hafara. If the father did the hafara and he's still alive, and that's the last case, then the Miklash Kolish, and he can't inherit it. In previous cases, the husband did the hafara and then died. In all of them, that's the case. Yeah, the other, all the other cases, it's the, not, not the cases where it's the, we're talking about the husband surviving, I'm saying the cases where we, the father gets rights. The cases where the father gets rights, all those cases were cases where the Baal did Hafara and then died. So when he died, he eliminated his Hafara and the Nether goes back to its full status. When it goes back to its full status, the father can take it over and be made for it. So Basil will only disagree in this last case, not in those previous cases. Because the problem is Miklash Kolish, and in the other cases it's not Miklash Kolish. Right? Stop here.